So eighth grade, I was in choir. And I actually had like a solo in choir in eighth grade. My wife is funny. My wife, the other day, I was uh, outside pushing Azariah on the swing and singing this solo. I think it was like a Beatles song. I don't even remember which one because there was a couple, right? But I was pushing and I was singing. And so, and Ashley's like, what are you singing? She was just kind of being funny, like teasing me. She, we, we, we like to laugh a lot. And uh, she's teasing me. And I said, this was actually, I, sung, I sang this song. I had a solo in eighth grade choir. And she's like, did you continue choir after eighth grade? I said, no, <laughs> I didn't. So that's my short-lived thing. But here's the thing. One day, um, working on my lyrics, working on my solo, I overheard my buddy, Matt, and he was talking to my buddy, Jason. And they, they, they were talking about this new fragrance that was out for young men. And they were like, the box says that if you have this fragrance, you can get any girl in the world to like you and I, I was like I was like kind of skeptical I was like that's not that's not true there's no way but check this out so I'm like that's not true but then I like listened more intently they're like yeah I read on the box that it's just like it unlocks this love for for you and so in the back of my, so I'm like my mind wandered from the perfume or the fragrance, or I guess it's a cologne, to this girl, this eighth grade girl that I really liked. Her name was Sarah Grove. She didn't know I was alive. But she was in my class, and I was like, if I can get my hands on this perfume, it's like the secret formula to having a relationship with Sarah Groves. Now, so check this out. So I, I leave school, and during the weekend, I'm at the mall, and I find this cologne, okay? And I'm like, Get this, it has to be the real deal because it's like a bazillion dollars. I was like, oh my goodness, I don't even have that much money in my college savings account. And then I'm looking at the box, I'm like, not only is it expensive, but it's locked in a box behind glass. And there's people that have keys that have to unlock this cologne fragrance and they have to get it for you to make sure that you, in my mind at that time, I'm like, that you're responsible enough to have this powerful fragrance. Because you can't just give this to anybody because with this fragrance, you can control the world. Now, I found out later that, it's, that it doesn't actually work. Um, I never did buy the cologne. The cologne, believe it or not, is Curve. They still sell it to this day. It's significantly cheaper because guess what? It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. But I like all junior high boys, no disrespect to junior high. How many of y'all are Axe users in here? You got Axe, can of Axe? Nobody? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you a little secret. It does not cover up the fact that you did not shower, okay? It doesn't. You think it does like, I'm just going to, you know, spray. Yeah, it doesn't cover it up. Yeah. Whole bottle of Axe. That was me, except it was on my body all over every. But here's, here's it's a funny story. It's a funny story, but here's where I'm going with it. If it were true that there were a secret formula to make it possible for us to win in all of our relationships, not just the romantic ones, but like our relationships with our parents, our relationship with our friends, our relationship with God, if there were some secret formula, wouldn't you want that? Wouldn't you want access to it? Well, guess what? Tonight... God has a secret formula he wants to share with you 
that will help you win in your relationships, all forms, and specifically will help you win in your relationship with your parents. And here's what you're going to learn is if you will make the choice to utilize this secret formula, it will, quote, help raise your parents. Your parents may treat you differently if you have the secret formula. Do you want to know what the secret formula is? Okay, here is the secret formula to winning in relationships with your parents. It is do not be a selfish pig. Okay, I'm being serious. Do not be a selfish pig. Let me see if I can unpack this for you a little bit. So there are four areas I want you to consider the fact that you can choose one of two things. You can choose to be selfish in them or you can choose to be considerate of others, specifically in this context, your parents. And if you will choose whatever choice you make will more than likely determine what type of relationship or the type of interaction that you have with your parents. And I get, I know what you're th- saying. Well, Stephen, it's a two-way street. I understand that completely. What I'm offering you tonight is your opportunity to appropriate this magical formula, do not be a selfish pig, in four areas of your life. Okay, the first is this. Oh, by the way, do not be a selfish pig. The the, the concept, it comes from Philippians 2. I, I need to read that for you. So check this out. It says this, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourself. Everyone should lock, look not to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. Right there you have it. God is saying don't be selfish. Consider other people. And there's four ways that you can do this in your relationships and specifically in your relationships with your parents. The first is this. First area to consider being either selfish or considerate is with your words. With your words. Ephesians 4.29 says this. When you talk, do not say harmful things, but say what people need. Words that will help others become stronger than what you say will help those who listen to you. Okay? So, so I... This is not too, too complicated. If you want to win with your parents, try not saying these types of phrases with them. Are you ready? And I get it. It's easy to do, but I'm asking you to try not to. For example, you never understand what I'm trying to say to you. You might say that to your parents. That might be hurtful. Or you are dumb, right? I don't know if you've ever said that to your parents. You might say, hey, my friend's mom or dad, they let them do this. Why won't you let me do this? Or why can't you just be a normal parent for once? Or mom, dad, that is just stupid. Or probably one of the worst things you can say, the one that cuts the deepest, is mom, dad, I hate you. Now, now, if you haven't said it, that's great. If you have, it's not the end of the world, but just think for a moment with me about what those words do. And here's the thing. I know that's not going to help you. If you say those types of things, that's not going to help you win in your relationship with your parents. That is going to help you lose in your relationship with your parents. And here's why. Because get this. Your parents, believe it or not, are human beings. And human beings, when they are, they are attacked verbally, They respond in different ways. But here's what my challenge is for you. I want you to think about this. I want, I, in fact, I dare you to do this. During this week, think about when you're talking to your parents, what kinds of words you're using. Maybe do this. Take a moment this week to compliment your parents. 
just randomly. I'm not saying so that you get something. I'm not saying, hey, I've got some hidden motive. I'm going to tell my mom she looks beautiful today so that she, act, she packs an extra fudge round in my lunchbox. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying simply go to her and say, hey, I appreciate this about you, right? You could tell them, mom, you make five-star peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, okay? I'm telling you. Now, I got to tell you, when I, was, when I was in high school, my mom packed my lunch for me just about every single day. And you know what? I did not tell her thank you enough. I regret that. I really do. Because I think what happened to me is I grew, I got accustomed to her doing that. And I thought, that's just what moms do. That's just what they do. They make peanut butter jelly sandwiches. They put them in my lunchbox. But what I didn't realize was my mom was serving me and loving me. And I was not grateful. I wish I would have been. And you have the chance to be that. You have the chance to be considerate with your words. Tell them, thank you for driving you to practice. Guess what? Believe it or not, your parents probably don't enjoy that. Running home from work, quickly making dinner, hopping in the car, driving you across town to go to that practice, then getting you, driving you across town to go to another practice, then getting you, taking you home, making sure you get your homework done. That's a lot of work. Hey, think about maybe saying, hey, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing that. Tell them thanks for making or buying you dinner or lunch. Here's the thing. I think you'll learn this as you grow older. Your parents do a whole lot for you, a whole lot for you, and you've got to learn to be grateful. That actually leads to the second way you can choose to be selfish or you can choose to be considerate is with your attitude, your attitude. Here's the thing. It's easy for us as Kids, right? I'm not, I'm putting myself, I'm not a kid anymore, but I'm a parent now. Um, it's easy though as a kid to, as I mentioned a minute ago, to grow accustomed to the things that your parents do for you, the many different things your parents do for you. And here's the thing, we can, we communicate a lot with our attitudes about what they do for us. And he, you got to understand this too. I know what you're thinking. Some of you are like, man, but my parents, they're just kind of mean to me sometimes. But let me ask you this question. Did you train them to be that way? with your attitude. If, if your attitude is awful and you're ungrateful and you're never thankful and you don't say, hey, thank you for doing this, or you don't compliment them, or you don't say, hey, you know what, mom, dad, I appreciate all the time that you invest in me, taking me to my practices, all these things, and then you just demand things and you never say thank you, then when they snap at you because they're human beings, because they're stressed too, they have really busy schedules, when they snap at you, you might be going, well, they're so mean to me, and then what in the back of your mind you might be able to think is, oh, wait, did I train them to be that way? Right? Or raise them to be that way. So think about that. How your attitude is kind of will determine how their attitude is at some times. Now, I get, I get that you're like, well, what about being a Christian and just having good attitude no matter what? I get that. But listen, when you live in close quarters with someone, I know you guys get into it with you if you have brothers or sisters. I know you get into it with your parents. But here's the thing is if it becomes our normal every single day routine to be at each other's throats all the time, then guess what? The environment that you're living in is not going to be a healthy one. It's going to be a toxic one. And you're not going to win in your relationships. And the way you change that is, again, don't be a selfish pig. Be considerate of other people. Another place that you can be considerate with your parents is with your heart, your heart, right? You can choose to be one of two things, bitter 
that is hold grudges against your parents for the mistakes they make. Guess what? They're going to make mistakes. I'm a dad of three small kids. I make mistakes every single day. I promise you. There's times I'm impatient. There's times where I, I you know, I don't listen well. I, I'm very distracted, okay? And then they're trying to tell me something. I'm not listening. I make mistakes every single day as a parent. But what I ask my kids a lot is, will you forgive me? Guess what? When your parents make mistakes, you know what they want? They want your forgiveness. Colossians 3.13 says, bear with one another and forgive one another. If you have any grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Check that out. I love that. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Get this. The Lord does not need to forgive us. He wants to forgive us. He never does anything wrong. When we say sorry to someone, we, ex- we want forgiveness back because we know that they also will hurt us too. Like, so it's easy to forgive somebody who, because you know you're flawed, right? Because I'm flawed, when I forgive someone, I'm like, I'm just forgiving, basically I'm forgiving myself because I also am flawed. But God forgave us and doesn't even have any flaws. That's true forgiveness. And he's saying forgive other people as the Lord has forgiven you. In other words, they might, you might not feel like, you know what, my parents did this to me this time and I'm, I'm going to hold a grudge against them because that was just wrong. And I don't think they deserve my forgiveness. Well, ask yourself this question. Do you deserve God's forgiveness? The answer should be absolutely not. You don't. You don't. None of us do, but God gives it to us anyway. So God's calling us to be considerate and to forgive. But also he's, 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 he's asking us to ask our parents forgive, for forgiveness. And hear me on this. There's a difference between asking for forgiveness to get out of a consequence and asking to, for forgiveness because you're genuinely broken over the fact that you sinned. Does that make sense? Like, it's one thing to know, oh, shoot, I'm going to get grounded. So you're on your knees begging and pleading with your parents, please don't ground me. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. You know, that you might even throw things like, God shows mercy to us. My, my daughters do that. In fact, one time, Arabella got in trouble. And um, I, instead of doing what I should have done, like taking her in the, the timeout corner or something like that, I just said, Arabella, you know what? I'm going to show you mercy. Okay, I'm going to show you some mercy. And she was like, what's mercy? So I explained mercy to her. The next time Arabella got in trouble and she's about to get in tr- like punished for it, she goes, daddy, daddy, but what about mercy? <laughs> I was like, touche, she's using it. But here's the thing. We can be merciful to our parents too. But this is the last way. So again, you can choose to be considerate with your words. You can choose to be considerate with your attitude. You can choose to be considerate with your heart. Another way that you should choose to be considerate with your parents is with your faith. And this is very important. You can make this whole thing that I'm talking about very you-centered. And here's what I mean by that. You're like, I'm going to do all those things you just said. I'm going to uh, be nice and say nice things. I'm going to change my attitude and be grateful. And I'm going to, instead of holding grudges, I'm going to be forgiving. And you might be motivated to, to do all three of those things so that your parents treat you differently. But here's, here's where you'll grow frustrated, is if you do all three of those things, and the reason you're doing them is just so that they treat you differently, not because you're trying to care about them. That's being you-centered. In other words, um, I'm going to say nice things to my mom today. And I'm going to have a great attitude. I'm going to say, thank you so much for driving me to practice. And when my parents mess up or make a mistake and they ask for my forgiveness, I'm going to say, I forgive you. But then later in the day when I ask them something and they tell me no, 
I've had it now. I've had it now. That's it. And then you just give up on the whole thing because really all you wanted was for them to treat you a certain way. The problem with that is that's being you-centered with your faith. Check this out. Luke 6, 32 through 36 says this. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that for you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and to the evil. Be merciful even as your Father in heaven is merciful. Here's what one of the principles you can draw out of that verse that's super crucial for us is, listen, the reason that we're going to choose not to be a selfish pig is not so that the that we get the same treatment back. I get that that's what you want, and I get, get it. That's totally normal. That's how relationships work. There's give and there's take. But here's what Jesus is saying. I want you to give even if there's no take. I want you to do the right thing even if the results are not what you want in return. Because, and here's what he promises. If you do that, you might not receive a reward now, but you might receive a better, big, not might, it's a promise. You will receive a better, bigger reward from your Father who's in heaven. And then he goes on to say, check this out, I love this. He says, God causes the rain to fall on the righteous those are the people who are doing the right things. And he also causes the rain to fall on the wicked, that is, those who are doing the wrong things. And he doesn't, dis- he doesn't just cause the rain to fall on the ones that are doing the right things. And what we can learn from that is when we offer our consideration towards w- other people, we don't just do it to those people we think deserve it. We do it to everybody because that's what God does for everybody. So what that means for us is in our relationship with our parents, I get it. I'm not writing off the difficulty it is to navigate your teenage years and how to have a healthy relationship with your parents. And I get that in here, some of you are like, well, you don't know my situation. You don't understand it. And you don't know what I'm going through at home. And I get that. Not everyone's relationships with their parents are, they're not always as close and they're not always as far away. But here's what I do know, and I know this for, for a fact that God wants you to honor and respect your parents and to treat them with love, kindness, having a good attitude, and being forgiving towards them. That is what God wants you to do because you are his child first. You are your parents' child, yes, but first and foremost, you are a child of God, and God loves you unconditionally, cares for you, and he is calling you to honor and love your parents. And I know that's, that can be hard sometimes, because you're going through this funky stage of life. And I'm not, I'm, not down, I'm not dogging you. Every one of us go through that those teenage years. But sometimes it's hard. You're like, you don't understand. I just get so frustrated. Use that frustration to motivate you to love and care for your parents. Maybe instead of yelling at your parents, yell at a pillow or go downstairs and punch a boxing bag. I don't know. But treat your parents with respect and kindness and love. Because here's the thing, and I mean this, with, and I'll, we'll close with this and we'll get into our small groups. I believe this with all my heart. I believe this with all my heart. Almost all parents, they, they, they care about their kids, okay? Like, you might not feel like that at times, but chances are your parents, they love you and care for you. And again, if it's like one of those scenarios where your grandparents raise you or 
you, you have a single mom that raises you or a single dad that raises you or whatever the case may be, or you're adopted or you, those are, listen, the people that are responsible for raising you, the ones that are acting as your parents and investing in you and pouring into you, listen, they care about you, but here's the thing, all of them are going to worry, which is why they don't always say yes, because they care about you protecting you. They care about how you turn out. They're trying to help raise you, just like you're in this series trying to help raise them. They care about how you turn out, and so they are trying to do what's best for you. And they, like I said, they're always going to worry, but here's the thing that I believe with all my heart. They all want to trust you. They want to give you more freedom. They want to give you more responsibilities, but you've got to earn it, and the way you earn it is by not being a selfish pig and by considering them as well. And I promise you, you put any of those things into practice, you, I, I'd love for you to just like write down the results and bring them back to me a month from now. Hey, you know what? I've been saying nice compliments to my mom and dad. I've been doing these things. I guarantee the dynamic of your relationship is going to be very different. And guess what? It's training you because guess when you get it as an adult, all the relationships you have, whether that's husband, wife, boss, employee, whatever the case may be, if you will put other people first, your relationship will be better. I promise you that.